Hi everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this. Hello to you. I'm pretty much gonna do the same thing. Just a brief introduction of myself. Hi, I'm Angel. <laughs> I am a 16-year-old living with Naniosis And Naniosis is a fungal infection. I want to keep it brief because I am going to do these in parts and not actually like, let me see if I can explain it properly. Not one after the other. I will have different like podcasts, like videos, not videos, different podcasts out before I do like part two probably. But I will always come back to do part two and part three or however long it takes us because it would always be talked about on my podcast my health um issues and the stuff I go through on a daily basis (laughs) so hi again my name is Angel and I was born with Naniosis a fungi that nobody's ever heard of nobody's probably ever heard of i don't even think i'm saying naniosis opus right (laughs) because that long the word is so long and it's like 13 letters or like 15 i do not know just probably ask one of my doctors (laughs) it's kind of difficult for me to talk about it because i've never talked about it to like people who are actually going to listen so anyway i have naniosis opus and it's been really problematic for me to say the freaking least it's been very it's been hard to deal with it because it doesn't really show up as in like a fungi because it's rooted from my lungs to my bones to my head when i was a kid growing up i always had lung issues i was always coughing for like hours upon hours it it became a problem i was noticeably lean thin lean skinny whatever you want to describe it i was so <laughs> i was so small it was not like, and I didn't even look like a human being sometimes. <coughs> and I wasn't growing. I wasn't growing, getting tall. I wasn't looking any type of healthy. There was just nothing good. Because I was always coughing every day. And I was always having one problem or another. Whether it was me having mouth sores or breakouts, like balls, like actual balls, no joke, all over my face, my body. I was having this since birth. And then finally, when I turned 10, I came here to America because I'm Nigerian. I'm not from here. But I'm permanent resident now, if that makes sense. I came here from Nigeria to here because of my health issues and... 
me not growing as I should be. My mom took me to a pulmonary doctor and she she was so worried about me that she might have like considered just them putting me in a hospital straight up like not even caring because I was that like thin and that and that was the point like she didn't even care like they just she wanted me to be in the hospital because there was just something wrong I saw my doctor doctor I can't say his name I don't think I'm allowed to but he's a wonderful doctor he's a wonderful pulmonary doctor and I saw him he was so shocked at my the state I was because I'm a 10 year old who looks so malnourished absolutely malnourished and I wasn't growing I wasn't growing I was about five four nine or four four nine four ten when I met my doctor and now I'm five one <laughs> five one five three <laughs> So, I was about that height range when I met him. I was 10, too. I wasn't growing. He was so scared when he looked at me. He was like, how are you still, like, moving? It surprises me that you're still moving because my lungs were so bad. And I did the lung test, the lung function test. I don't know how to call I don't know what it's called, how to describe it to you. I don't know how to call it. The pulmonary test, there's a test, there's a name for it. And I, as much as I've gone there and taken it, I still don't know the name. Your lung function test, that's what I call it. So I took that and then he said all that to me. In shock, in worry, in distress. And I went to the hospital, of course, because I just didn't, I, I shouldn't even be any near anybody because that's how sick I was and none that my t disease is contagious is very much acute but I, you could just tell that my body was supposed to be in a hospital that day because I was just sick I probably was running a fever too and we went they did some tests as always I had a procedure I think a month after because the visit was kind of short. They prescribed me medication for my lungs to get them better. And I got a vest and a nebulizer, which is what I use every day. Been using for about seven years now to nine years. Wait, no, no. Eight years to nine years. Yeah, if I want to be technical with it. <laughs> which I still use to this day, like I said. And that was it. For the first few months, that was it. Like, I went to the hospital. They ran some tests. I had the procedure a month after. And I came there. I came back to the hospital a month and did the procedure. Got sick from the procedure. <laughs> and some kind of like that in repetition of till, like, 2018. And I will go in depth more deeper in years because a lot of stuff did happen prior to 2018. 
But 2018, August 9th, was the night I knew that this hospital stay and this hospital visit was not going to be the same as others. I did not know what it meant to really understand what your life when your life is hanging by you when your life is gone <laughs> there's no hanging by a thread because my life has always been hanging by a thread but when i tell you i died and i came back i died and came back i've always been having death follow behind me i'm not saying this to be funny or be scary or whatnot I've just always had that, but in the back of my mind that I'm probably going to die soon because my lungs aren't great. I'm not growing. I'm not healthy. I know there's something wrong with me. And this was when I was back in Nigeria. That mentality did shift over the years because I was getting better in America and I was slowly kind of still declining somehow, but I was still getting better, if that makes sense. And my mom was trying to fatten me up and try to get me healthy and back to a good-looking, normal child. And she did so well. She tried so hard. And that's why it's never fair for me to ever think, like, oh, life is so unfair. Like, I wish this were all stopped because my mom has worked so hard to keep me alive. To keep me alive, excuse me. To keep me alive and it would be so rude and unfair and disrespectful and selfish, most importantly, to think like that. I love my mom, mom to the entire universe, to, 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 to the infinity and beyond times two. That's how much I love my mom. She is amazing. She deserves Mars, Earth, Venus. She deserves the whole galaxy. <laughs> Not just Earth. She deserves the whole galaxy. She's amazing. And I feel like that's why I'm here today. I feel like if my mom wasn't here, I would be dead. No doubt about it. <laughs> I would be dead. Because I'm, I'm strong. I know I'm strong. There's no apes what's about it either. Because what I've been through, I don't understand how I wouldn't be strong. <laughs> it's just so it's just so interesting to see the growth in my in my journey, pretty much. It was very hard. It was very hard to say the least, to live with Naniosa's opus, something that kills me. It honestly was very stagnant at first because I had this disease. I was still kind of have it, but it's getting treated now. So I don't like to say I, ha I have it still. So I had this disease for 13 years. And there's only been five cases reported. I think. I think it might be six now because I'm one of the six. So... There's only been five cases reported. Out of those five cases, three of the people died. And they all caught it in Africa, South Africa, or just Africa in general. And I was born in Nigeria. My mom gave birth to me at a local, um, not a hospital, 
my mom did not give birth to me at a hospital. She gave birth to me as a midwife. And I caught it there. I caught it since birth. I don't know what, how she gave it. They gave it to me and everything. But I caught it since birth. But I'm okay now. I'm, I'm actually good enough. I'm actually good to say that I'm okay now because I'm not sick. I'm not always in the hospital every year like I used to be. I haven't gone to the hospital in a year or two now. I'm so happy. That makes me so happy. Like, I don't have any hospital stays. Oh, God. I used to hate hospital food, too. The food was so stale. My mom would always have to leave. I hated hospital. I hated being in it. The, you know, the the kid hospital. Hospital kid. There we go. I hated being the hospital kid. It was so annoying. And it was so stressful on my mom, too. I could tell. I hated that. Jeez. God. Forgive me, but, like, I know it was all worth it, but, Jesus, I hated that. Excuse me. Back to back to being on topic. I went to the hospital in 2018. I don't know if you guys are lost right now, but I will go deep in depth to it in parts, like I said earlier. I went to the hospital 2018, and I'm kind of stalling because I'm nervous. I don't want to tell everybody everything. I already told you I'm, like, from Nigeria. What more do you want from me? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Anyway, I went to the hospital 2018 of August 9th, and... My leg was hurting. That's pretty much why I am still, like, alive today. Because if I didn't have that leg problem, I would have been dead. I should have been dead since birth, like I said. And that's all I can say. Like, I just, I don't, it feels like sometimes I am a woman that is alive, but is dead at the same time. Your body is moving, but you're still dead. <laughs> because I have I have something to accomplish, and I haven't accomplished yet. So I have to keep moving until I accomplish it before I can leave this earth. Not to get all deep, ew. Not to get all deep. But that's kind of what the feeling is right now. Excuse me, quick water break. I was thirsty. <sighs> yeah, 2018 was a crazy year. I I have six holes in my brain, to say the least. I have six holes in my brain. Partly brain damage, but I'm still okay. <laughs> okay, on a serious note, um, I have six holes in my brain. Due to Naniosis opus, which is the fungi that penetrated through my brain, in my brain, excuse me, English is not coming today, penetrated in my brain, and, um, ew, scratch that out, forget that word, went in my brain, and pretty much caused my whole lung issue as well, I think it's the source of it, we, me and my doctors think it's highly likely that that is what caused 
my lung issues and my immune deficiency. Yes, I also have an immune deficiency. You will learn a lot about me in this podcast in parts for sure because I have an immune deficiency. I used to have necrosis in the bone. That's a lot (laughs) to uncover, but we'll get there. We'll absolutely get there. But I want to go, I want to dive into my head first. I have six spots in my head that was filled with the fungi. And they were huge spots too. Not spots like, I want to compare it to the size of a medicine cap. You know those medicine caps you get at like Kroger if you were picking up a medicine. But not the big one, the small regular one. There were six of them. So my head was pretty much covered in like caps of medicine and six spots. My brain was my brain was pretty much gone. I wasn't talking anymore. Like I wasn't able to move. I wasn't able to respond. I was paralyzed from neck no, not neck. Um neck down I think actually. Neck down. I was paralyzed from neck down. Because I was able to move my neck, but not my hands, nor legs, nor anything else. I was just able to move my neck, kind of. If that makes sense, yeah. And I was able to move my eyes as well. But if you, I, I couldn't move my arms. My mom told me this. I don't even know this. She's the one who gave me this information, according to my mommy. And my doctors as well. And that's what that caused. And that started from... And this has been going on for a long time, but I didn't know. I didn't know I was going having had a fungi in my brain. Fungus. I'm just going to make it easy on myself and easy on you listeners. I, was ha- I had a fungus in my brain. And it was growing gradually until 2018. My mom didn't know. Nobody knew. My doctors who do MRIs and do x-rays on me didn't, wouldn't even... You wouldn't even think that would be happening to me. That's 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 what's crazy. Because we always thought it was just a lung issue. But we know the root and the cause of why I have a lung issue. Because of this fungus that kills your whole body. It kills you. And this fungus is... You find them in... Because there's different levels to these funguses as well. You know, you know how difficult funguses can be. Like there's different kingdoms and then there's different mutations about them. I'm not going into that right now. Absolutely not. I'm already like all over the place right now. So they found that out when I was still conscious, of course, 2018, because of my the thing that happened in my leg. They found that out because of the bone thing. So they checked my brain. Well, they technically didn't find that out because of the bone thing. I was having headaches. That's why they That's why they found out. Uh, if I wasn't having headaches in the hospital, they would have never done an MRI. Absolutely not. But I think they would have hinted to do it though because of the thing that was in my bone. They weren't there wasn't there was there weren't there was no hesitation at all. So I think they would have done it regardless of headaches. But because I was having a headache, it was more of a reason to get an MRI on my brain. And he did. And they saw the spots. 
a neurosurgeon came in and was like, ma'am, do you know your brain is swelling? He was calling me ma'am, and I was like 13. <laughs> you know, do you know your brain is swelling? I was like, no. And at this time, I was having little headaches there and here and there. And not little. They were like really tough headaches, but it wasn't to the point where I couldn't walk. But I was I was feeling sluggish. And right now, I'm still on the respiratory floor. <laughs> so if this if this is all over the place, I'm so sorry. It, it will make sense when I do the, the second part and the third and how many other parts there will be. I was on the respiratory floor. I'm still on the respiratory floor, I believe. I don't know if they moved me yet. I'm not sure. So I'm still on the respiratory floor. But after I found that out, they moved me to the neuro floor, which was like the best floor, apparently. But I found that out when I was better, like when I woke up, because I was in a coma all throughout having seizures left and right and just not functioning. I was a pretty much a freaking carrot or a freaking tomato. I wasn't... I don't even know what you call that fruit that you... I was just a freaking vegetable, to say the least. I wasn't moving. I could only, like I said, move my eyes and my... I don't know if I can move my head. I do not know because my mom tells me these things and I don't remember her saying if I can move my neck. I think I could, but I really do not know because all my doctors... I had an orthopedic doctor because of my bone... The bone in my leg... (laughs) excuse me, and I had a neurosurgeon, and I had a respiratory doctor, and I had a diet, nutrition doctor, and I had a spinal cord doctor, which kind of, like, is in the same, like, equilibrium as neuro, if I'm saying that right, and then I had, I think I had a liver doctor, I don't know what they're called, phrenology, kidneys, along those lines, I think it's, Something like that. I had a bunch of doctors. Too many to count. But I do remember my ortho, my, um, my ortho, my neuro, and my pulmonary. Absolutely, I remember them. So, after they gathered together and they talked to my mom, and they figured out that they're going to have a conference about me because they just didn't know what was going on. Like, we found out the girl they've been treating for, like, about four to five years now has a fungi in her brain. How did we not catch this sooner, pretty much, is what they're saying. And I'm like, yeah, I, how did you guys not catch it sooner? But I still love and appreciate that hospital. Shout out to Children's. Like, that's one of the greatest people that, one of the greatest people work there. All of them are amazing. So, some of the nurses can be a little... <laughs> But all of the doctors are amazing, and all of the nurses are amazing. Because I had some good nurses that I will never forget. I owe them a big, big, like, always, oh, oh, I always owe them a big thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. They were amazing. And they found out that this girl that they've been treating for, like, four years has stuff in her brain. But not, 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 some of the doctors didn't even know me. But the ones that did were like, how did we not know? How did we not find out? But that's that's fair because I never complained about headaches to them. Because whenever I had a headache at home, it would be like light headaches. I'd be like, Mom, can I take some Tylenol? I have a headache. Not knowing my headache stemmed from 
freaking fungus growing in my brain. How bonkers is that? Six spots gone because a fungus was, was in my brain. But now it's cleared. I still have those spots in my brain and I'm still kind of partly brain damaged. But not to the extent of where I have a learning disability or at least not that I know of. And I think I think a little bit of me has changed just a little bit because, like I said, my brain, my brain is not fully completed, but I am complete in my eyes and my mom says I'm complete, so nobody can tell me anything. <laughs> and... I keep saying and because I don't want to, I want to kind of like speed through it, but it's so hard to speed through it. <laughs> wow. I went through a lot to say the least. I went through a lot. Yeah. I did, I will say this. I want to like say this during the end right now. After they had the conference and everything to find out what was wrong with me, they decided to do surgery. And I promise I will see all these again in part two and make fill in the holes and spots that I didn't cover in this one. They decided to do surgery, which was like them installing a shunt, like eight-hour surgery, I think. Actually, eight to ten hours. Yeah, it was a long surgery. Like, my my skull has a hole in it because they had to drill the into my skull. You know, you know the whole brain inside your skull thing. So they drilled into my skull just to get through my brain. And they took a... Um, a sample of my brain. A piece of my brain, literally. And te- ran some tests with it. And they installed a shunt and drained all that water out so I can, so I wouldn't have those headaches anymore and I wouldn't be having seizures. Because I remember one vague memory. I remember having an MRI in the hospital and my mouth tasted like Gatorade because I couldn't drink water. And all the nurses were like really, really, like, I could see them from the looks on their face like I wasn't okay. Like, they just, they're just doing what they can to keep me alive by the minute and by the second. And I just remember waking up because I'm not conscious ever, but I was conscious right here. I remember waking up. I don't think I had surgery yet, too. And I hated having lice on my face. And I think that's why I woke up. Like, ah, oh, the lice too much. I remember they rolled my bed down the hallway and the light was too much and I was screaming. There was too much lights on and the lights affected me so badly because there was water pressure. There was pressure in my brain pushing against my skull. And they had to drain that out, like I said. But I just remembered that this nurse was pumping something into my IV or like, no, getting me on a table and then trying to fix my IV. And I just, all of a sudden, I started shaking on the right side of my body. I was like, what's happening? And they were like, don't talk, don't talk. I was like, am I seizing right now? I remember seizing. I remember seizing at the right side of my body. 
I was so in awe. I never thought I would ever see myself seize. Nevertheless, like, I just never thought I would see myself seize. Nevertheless, like, like that. One-sided. Like, I only seized on my right side. And I saw it. Like, I saw myself shaking. And I tried to talk. Like, I only seized on one side, which is crazy. And, of course, they got my seizure under control because they have all these fancy medicines <laughs> and whatnot. Shout out to Children's. I love them so much. Did I say that already? Because I don't think I'm saying it enough. I appreciate Children's, and I, and I appreciate everybody who works and does what they need to do at Children's because they are amazing. <laughs> the one in Texas. I live in Texas, by the way. I don't know why I said that, but the one in Texas is amazing. You should try it. Coming here, Texas. Now we're going to have another topic for another day. But the children in Texas, they really do well. The one in Dallas, I appreciate them so much. They're everything. And it was just so fast. After I had that seizure... I think I had surgery like a few days later. I do not know because that was the only memory I had before surgery. I think. I don't even know if this was after surgery because it might have been. <laughs> Knowing me, it might have been after surgery. But then again, I just don't know. Because so many things were happening to me. And they cut my hair. Oh my gosh, I remember that. <laughs> I cut my hair for surgery because they had to operate on my brain. And I was feeling so ugly because my hair was like, part of it was cut. The right side, actually. That's funny. I had a seizure on the right side. They cut through the right side. Yeah. I remember having that seizure. I know I had a couple more that I couldn't, like, of course, I have no memory of them because I probably wasn't conscious. But that time I was conscious and... Well, I wasn't fully conscious, but I was I was able to know that I had a seizure. I saw myself shaking at the right side of my body. I never thought that could have happened. Couldn't even imagine. But all this, all this to say that my mom is awesome. <laughs> she took so she took her time. She she's amazing and I love her. She's the reason why I'm here. I'm breathing. And God, too, of course. God is the reason for the season. <laughs> but my mom is amazing. She's an angel, to say the least. Like, my mom is an angel. I love her. I appreciate her so much because without her, it wouldn't be like this. I wouldn't be here. I respect her, and she deserves the whole galaxy. I love her, too. Infinity and beyond times, too. She's awesome. Couldn't imagine a world without a mom like her. She she fills my heart with joy every day. So that's why you can never be like kids who are sick out there and are listening to this. Don't feel frustrated at your parents when they annoy you, because they're always going to. But you just have to bear with it. They love you because I'm starting to get that. Don't get me wrong, my mom is can be annoying sometimes, but I still love her. I still respect her. I still think she's more than deserving. 
So, yeah, you just have to realize that parents are just going to be parents and do whatever they can to protect you. Which is kind of annoying sometimes, so I get it. I absolutely get it. I'm glad, though, that I shared this with you, whoever is listening, and I hope you gained some information and you are able to retain that information about a freaking... Well, I'm now 16, 16-year-old 16 girl. I think I said that already. I'm now 16 that has, or ha well, I still have it, kind of, that has... I like to say had, that had many years of this, but I still have it though, <laughs> but it's not, it's getting treated with um, medication and everything, and I will go into depth about the medications I take for my lungs and my respiratory issues, I said my lungs and my respiratory issues, but they're the same thing, and my immune deficiency and what I do with, how I cope with that with school and all of that, so for any CF patient, or immune people who are immunocompromised patient, like, I feel your pain. Whoever is listening to this, I feel your pain so hard. Whoever is listening to this, I feel you, your pain, because I've been through it all. There's no way that I don't feel your pain, because pain recognizes pain. And I'm, I really hope somebody's day is going well, like I said earlier. I want your day to be bright because I've learned that I deserve to be okay and not always feel pain in the morning. I couldn't say that five years ago, three years ago, actually. Three to five years ago, I couldn't say that I woke up not feeling pain. But now I can't say that. Sometimes I don't. I'm not able to, but those are just sometimes. Now I can say that sometimes I wake up not feeling pain. But these are five years ago, it was every time I woke up feeling pain. <laughs> yeah, that's the summary, brief, rushed, <laughs> no detail story of Angel who has naniosis opus and immune deficiency issues and bronchiostasis, I believe. Yeah, bronchiostasis, I believe. I have bronchiostasis. I don't know, I don't know why I do that sometimes. <laughs> I say words that are not necessary in my sentence. Don't judge me. But quick closing. A sound mind dwells within a sound soul and a sound body. Word to soul eater. Love you guys, Soul Eater. I love anime. And thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you and every one of you. And have a good rest of your day or evening. And hope you dream about Levi. Bye. I am exhausted. I'm so tired. It's been a long week. I can't believe I actually forced myself and pushed myself to actually make movement with my mouth. School has been 
exhausting. Work has been exhausting. And it's all exhausting when you weigh 100 pounds. It's annoying too. I don't know how people work and go to school at the same time and figure out how, what time to figure out, figure out, oh lord, I can't even talk. I'm not, I'm already not good at talking, but right now I am done, I'm drained. I think I've even lost my voice from not talking. Imagine that. <laughs> I'm so tired, I forced myself to look alive, but I am so tired to look a dead woman walking. Jesus. And I have to always think about my treatment and my health in general because I went into choir class today and the room was super, super cold. It reminded me of the hospital. I told my teacher and he was like, yeah, it's cold in here, but it's not as cold as the auditorium. I was like, okay, that's fine, but it's still super cold in here. Pretty much, the story is, it was so cold, I needed to step out to like get some warmth. Because it was that cold in the room, and I, I can't be in a cold room for that long, because it could agitate me, and I can start coughing. But as I stepped out for like two minutes, I came back inside, I was okay. But I lost my lunchbox today because of how tired and <laughs> disconnected from the world I was. Like, I was just so disconnected from myself today. This whole week, actually, I wasn't really myself. And I was too tired to even... I was just trying to find a balance to school and work, but I really couldn't find one. And it's not really helping to go to school and do work at the same time. Even though I only went to work like once this week, I'm still extremely exhausted. And it's worse because you have allergies and me. When I have allergies, it drains my body.